You know the the man in the canoe? The I, man in the canoe. You taught me that analogy on one of the or metaphorology in yeah in the clitoris episode and now when i masturbate i purposely find it it's so helpful it's r- that's wonderful. what they need to teach in sex ed yeah. to the boys <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, understand is do girls not know that they have a clitoris i'm plugging my girl molly brenner here yeah plug her so i saw her play on tuesday i think it's called i'm coming Ooh. it's a one-woman show it's 50 minutes and she details her very expensive long grueling adventure to finally having an orgasm i think at the age of 28 shit and she was talking about she didn't know where her clitoris was. But she all also had vaginismus, and I think mm. she felt like she just didn't even want to go into that hairy world down there. <laughs> and she would have her boyfriend put his finger on her clitoris, and she'd put her finger on his clitor on her clitoris, and then he would move his finger so then she could find it and then try and masturbate herself. Um, I was gonna spoil the show, but I won't. So, guys, Google Molly Brenner. I'll put her in the show notes. Yeah. She was so funny. It was amazing. I love you, Molly Brenner. Aww. Okay. This was not a sponsored post. <laughs> but if you want to <laughs> pay us for that. All that to say, some girls don't know where the clit is. I know, but it feels like it's just like where I want to touch, you know? Yeah. Because you feel the sensation there. Yeah. And you're like, it's like itching a scratch. Right. Or scratching a niche. <laughs> <laughs> I always say like that. I know. I always get called out when I say that. So now I call other people. Well, out. okay. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Why are you sad? I thought we would end on my sad note and then quickly uh, transition out so that we don't have to linger on me. <laughs> so how about you tell me about <laughs> your date? Yeah, I had a date last night. Um I don't know if I should say who it was with or not. Why? Because he's listening? Not he because he's listening, it. but because, like, now it's a second. Whatever. It was the gyno. <laughs> the gyno. The gynecologist. Miriam told me she had a gynecologist appointment, and I really thought she meant the gynecologist. <laughs> yeah. You were like, you can hang out with people even if you have an appointment. Like, you can <laughs> hang out with me after. <laughs> but anyway, I fingered his butthole. <gasps> Um, and it was cool because he really walked me through it. Oh, that's you know? awesome. Thank you, sir. He, well, he's a doctor. So he's like, so this is my perineum and this is the prostate. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. I'm What's so the perineum? Right it's like in between the balls and the anus. Oh, that like mm-hmm. that patch is getting cool. Mm-hmm. Does it feel good when you touch the perineum? Yeah, I was like doing stuff to that, too. Like just I gave him a blowjob and then I like was going down into the balls and then I went under the balls and just it was kind of. Because I know, I know he likes butt stuff. Uh-huh. So I was kind of following the flow. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then later he goes, were you in, like, my butthole? And I was like, no. I, I was just kind of going with it. How could he not know? I don't know. But he, like, it was, so last time I did butt stuff, um, I talked about it, like, fingering this guy's butthole. And it kind of smelled. Mm-hmm. This guy was so clean. Ooh, maybe he did an enema. Yeah, like, he, I mean, his balls didn't smell like nothing smelled. I, I kept trying it because I like a little stanky. Really? Yeah. Not in the butt, but <laughs> not, I like, like, a slightly you. stanky balls. Like, I want to smell you, you know? Okay. You know those memes that are, like, when you yes, yes. suck no, his dick after you get out of the shower? I don't want to smell a dirty penis does it mean that you have ever not right a to? dirty penis <laughs> but like a i like a few hours of maybe marinating you yeah know what I'm saying? i like to smell if you smell good cool that's how i know we're compatible all right stop yeah. justifying it whatever it's fine it's cool um what happened oh i left my b- okay i got this new book that i was so excited about that i showed him when i got there i was like look at this book i got what was it it's called the empathy exams okay um and it's about cool. this woman who like was a she's an actress um, who gets hired by medical schools to pretend to be a patient. Oh, and she's supposed to test the students on like their levels yeah. of empathy. So she wrote a whole book about empathy. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. did he like it? Yeah, I was like, you should read this because you're a doctor. But I didn't mean to fucking leave the book at his house, and now it's it's well, like now you have to get it I back. Know. I guess so. Have <laughs> you ever left something somewhere and then not 
been able to retrieve yes it. i've lost sunglasses and they were like i'm underwear. never seeing you again bye i was like i'm never seeing you oh. again bye <laughs> i lost a favorite pair of underwear one time yeah. hats off to his clean butthole yeah so the reason i am sad is because last episode i talked about that guy who i went on two fun dates with voldemort we had <laughs> we had uh, amazing chemistry. So I did text him. I was like, cool, see you tonight to this party. He doesn't ever text me back. He completely ghosts me. And then I was going to text him on Monday night and be like, I thought you to- said that you weren't the ghosty type because he had said that one time. He asked me what topic we were recording for the episode and I was like ghosting and he goes, I hope you're not like insinuating something. <laughs> and I was like, it's just the episode topic, yeah. dude. Anyway, so... He, I like complained to my therapist about it. And then right after I leave therapy, he texts me this long thing and was like, hey, I'm so sorry um, for my actions. I was mad at my boss. I just wanted to like be at home smoking, playing video games, whatever, isolating myself. And like, I would love to take you out this weekend if you still want to. But I understand if you don't, because I was a dick. And I was like, yeah, you were a fucking asshole dick. Hole, <laughs> but sure fine like i accept your apology he says he wants to hang out around where i live because he's moving to bushwick and he right. was like show me my new ma- neighborhood then i text him friday i was like i'm not going to this thing that i was going to go to so i felt like i had to tell him for timing wise um and he is not being very communicative and i was like mm. okay i said do you want to do something around eight and then he texts back and he's like um Tonight's not going to work. I'm still hung up on my ex. I think you're really cool. And I'm so sorry to ruin your night. And I was like, F him out. Wow. (laughs) So I said back, I'm really upset. I liked you a lot. I thought we had a really cool chemistry. Like, enjoy Bushwick. I think you'll really like it. Wow. And he said back, like, fuck, you're so cool. I just need a moment, you know. Um, would it be okay if I contacted you when I move, which is in like a couple weeks? And I said back, I said, I'm, well, I am really upset to be honest, dot, 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 but I guess it would be okay. <laughs> Cause I'm a dumb bitch. It's the dick's too good. I only even had it one time. And you know, I just feel like this is another, like God does not want me to be dating right now. He really doesn't. He wants me to focus on building my brand. Fuck yeah. You have so much going for you. But like, I just want to find my Basharat, which is um, soulmate in Hebrew. Oh, my, like, life those partner. don't exist. I'm pissed <laughs> because on his Bumble profile, he said looking for a relationship. Yeah. And then he apologized for being an asshole, which now in retrospect, it really makes sense. Ladies, red flag if he t- talks about his ex more than three times yeah. <laughs> the day you have sex with him. Yeah. <laughs> I should have seen that as a, yeah. f- as a flag. Um, and I feel like he got scared how like into each other we were. Yeah. And was like realized that he's not over his ex. So, I mean, we've all been there. Like you don't want to date someone who's hung up on someone else. Like maybe I've he just needs time. I've never been there before. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> I don't relate to this. You've, You've started dating someone while you were still hung up on your ex. That's why I ghosted some. I ghosted someone because I was like seeing this guy. I wasn't still with my ex, but like we were kind of in the breakup, still communicating phase. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was seeing this other guy, and he was obviously really into me, and he like kept trying to hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought he was really cool, but I was just too like involved mm-hmm. with my ex. Well, you know, I guess I'm that guy. Yeah. No, you're you're way cooler than him. I might be <laughs> listening to this, but it's true. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just pretty sad about that, and I don't even, like, really have the energy to... I just want to, like, fool around with someone and explore, continue to explore my sexuality with one person rather than just, like, random hookups. It's so much better when it's with a person who, like, you feel good around. Yeah, and and so I thought he was cool, and now I guess I feel bad for him, but also bad for me. No, (laughs) I mean, you can be hung up on your ex. It's still not an excuse to treat people poorly and to ghost like i, I did mean, well, it, he but didn't ghost you did you're talking about yourself <laughs> <laughs> but no he like didn't come to your party even though he said he was going to yeah, and you were like waiting ghosted, for him all yeah. night like, that was rude at least he that was super it. rude and it was rude to cancel on you the night you were gonna hang out he should have like yeah he should have done it before why did he even make plans yeah for the second time yeah that's just like not respecting and your that time. he just kept saying like you're so cool you're so awesome in the back of my mind i'm like 
uh, it's because I suck and he found someone else that's better and I don't believe anything he's saying. No, fuck him. You are so cool and awesome. Thanks. I mean, he said that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) he agrees. (laughs) (laughs) If he really agreed, he would treat you well. Or I, I mean, know. I guess he just can't right now. And yeah. like, um, but what's two weeks going to do when he moves? Yeah, I would give him some time, maybe. Yeah, I mean. I don't, I think he needs to earn back your trust. If you're I'm just like desperate for dick. I mean, aren't we all? Yeah, I'm desperate for a respectful dick. Yeah, I know? mean, that's like nearly impossible. It's so impossible. And I have like all these fucking weirdos. So I got to tell you now, we're not going to be able to do an advice question this episode. <laughs> okay. okay? <laughs> <laughs> Two other things that happened this weekend. Oh, my God. Um, oh, well, for one, that day that the boy ghosted me, my sugar daddy sent me $200. Right. And then he asks me if we can meet up and I was like sorry just start seeing someone then that someone ghosted me then he came back and now he's ended things <laughs> again so <laughs> fuck me um and this really sexy guy who went to IU friends me on Facebook oh and he's listening to this right oh, now he's okay. a he's another one of those guys who fetishizes me in SMH so he friends me on Facebook I normally don't accept randos um well sometimes i do because it's like more views on my articles that i share anyway (laughs) we had some mutual friends he messages me asks me for my snapchat i'm like is this tinder yeah i don't use snapchat like who are you um he says he listened to the cuckold episode on girls on porn Oh, and I was like, okay. So we're talking. I give him my is number. Is that how he found you? Yeah, and this isn't. I have another one after this, so I'm oh gonna try and go God. through this quickly. No, no, no. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, my roommate, encourages me to give him my number. He's not Jewish, and you know that's what turns me that's on. <laughs> but he was very like washboard abs. Ooh, we like that. Thick neck, like mm. trying to and imagine what his cock neck. is like. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he texts me, we're talking, like shooting the grass, shooting the shit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that show? Um, someone once told me the the grass grass is much ginger says or something. I sold by ginger. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I fucking love that. That was a good show. (laughs) I hated the storyline with like her, the gross, ugly fucking weirdos. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Anyway. So he's like, let me, I want to, the reason I messaged you, like, let me tell you why. And I was like, you want me to cut cold you? (laughs) Like, not quite. I wanted to talk about it because I'm into it. Turns out he's super submissive, Mm. um, kinky freak. And I'm like, cool. I'm not really being into dominant, but I like that this very large masculine man was submissive. Yeah. You know, um, so he he starts binging the podcast. Oh, my God. And he's like, I know all the stuff about you, blah, blah, blah. And so I go and he tells me he starts jerking off to my shit. And I'm like, what, like my voice? And he's <laughs> like, your Facebook photos, which is hilarious to me because my Facebook photos are so ugly. It's just like I don't upload pictures and it's just my friends who upload like awkward, ugly photos <laughs> that I don't want up there. And he's like jerking it to them. Um, I don't think they're ugly. Thanks. Have you <laughs> Facebook stalked me? Yeah. Also, I've posted hot pics. You, you posted, a, yeah, a couple, maybe one. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, I say to him, like, what's going on here? Are you just trying to, like, jack off to my Facebook photos or, like, go out? Like, wh- So he goes, I'm just trying to pull a Shlomo, which is a reference to that guy, Shlomo, who um, wanted me to just come over to his place or to the park. Do you remember this guy? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I don't like that. But then ultimately we went to the bar. It was full. And then we went to his place. And I had mixed feelings about that he said yeah. that. It's like I've you're... You're listening to the podcast and referencing it, which is hot. But, but also, like, how I... That's gross and weird. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And I specifically have been saying how much I disliked that. Yeah. <laughs> so I laughed out loud because I was like, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, that's wild. And also, whoa, this is, like, legit a fan. There's like a like, super fan. Yeah. I have, like, a collection of men who just binge my podcast, fetishize me, and, like, text me. And I'm Wait. like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> well, none of them are here to have sex with me, and my favorite one is Gideon. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anywho, what does he say? Okay, so trying to pull Shlomo. I was like, I think I would have sex with you, but <laughs> I definitely don't want to do what I did with Shlomo again. And like, I'm not going to go to your beautiful apartment in Chelsea. 
Oh. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's probably, he's like a banker. Um, and so he texts me today. I don't know. We just stopped talking. He like randomly saying like, what's up? What's going on? I'm like, I don't want to make small talk with you, dude. Like, you know, I'm not in it. I'm not here for an online weird relationship. So I basically say that to him. He asked me what I'm going to say on the podcast tomorrow. And I was <laughs> like, I'm not going to mention you. I have more exciting things to talk about now, which is <laughs> my broken heart. Except <laughs> now I'm talking about him. So fuck you. You got what you wanted. I'm sure he's jerking off to this right now. Wow. Ew. Um, Slap yourself. <laughs> so I was like, I think you're fetishizing me in my podcast. And he said, I think you're right. And I was like, well, I'm not here for that. So I mean, be like, you can give me $100 to kick you in the nuts. <gasps> If you're out there, which I know you are, yeah, I'm down for that. Two hundred will both kick I've you. I've just never been dominant before. It's pretty fun. I liked. I slapped someone in the face once who actually shares the same name as this man. So oh. I think that type of name hmm. is into this freaky shit. Will you tell me the name? I'll tell you later. <laughs> Should I just bleep it out? Yeah, it's. Bleep. Oh my god. <laughs> what a goyish <laughs> name, right? They're both non Jews. <laughs> like repressed Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably like, oh my god, she's sharing too much information because he was like, keep it on the DL. I don't even know the people we're mutual friends with. Yeah. Okay. He that's over with. Now, you get a text message um over the over the weekend too. Or a couple days ago. This guy's like, Hey, this is um X and X. It's a very odd name, but I won't say it. Um, I just, it's been a while. I'm on my way to California for a bat mitzvah. <laughs> I oh, just listened to your to to you. <laughs> episode and it was really interesting. How are you? How are you? He said it twice. I'm like, okay. Uh, I say, I'm so sorry. I don't know who this is. <laughs> like, it sounds like they really know me. They're like bat mitzvah. How are you? I'm like, I have to do not know your name. We go back and forth a bit. And he tells me that I was like, Oh, he, he said, I came to Bloomington, my college, one, one year for a basketball game, and I guess I did something good enough to get your number. And I said, did we make out, question mark, question mark? <laughs> he goes, here's what happened. You were surprised that I was Jewish. Sounds like <laughs> me. We didn't make out, but we kissed. That doesn't sound like me. Okay. Um, so I was like, do you have any pictures? And he sends me pictures. His name is very odd that it's one that you would see on Facebook. So I found him on Facebook originally, and I thought, that can't be him. I wouldn't make out with this person or kiss him. <laughs> Sends me pictures of the same one. It's like this older dude who looks like Job from Arrested Development, but uh. like worse. <laughs> oh, my God. If he's listening to this, I feel, wait, what do I do? I feel bad. <laughs> what does my moral compass say? Um, do I continue talking about this? You or can tell me, and then we can make a Maybe judgment make call. Make a judgment call. Um, Did he do some weird shit? No, he didn't do anything weird. I'm just shitting on the fact that I'm not attracted to him and I have no recollection. So I'll just finish t telling the story. <laughs> um, once I saw his pictures, I was like, that's why we didn't make out when we only kissed. Cause I was, and I was probably wasted and I said that. And then the la I was like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. And then the last thing he said was like, you're, I'm way too old f for you to date. Um, <laughs> that's the problem, <laughs> but, but since you're in the city now, I'm in the city too. Like we should hang out, but like, if not, it's cool, whatever. So I just didn't answer and yeah. now here I am talking about it. And I bet like, since he saw me on that, maybe he searched my name. Wait, I didn't tell him I have a podcast. So maybe he won't hear this. Oh, so we're fine. Right. Right. I thought you said he... No, he didn't. Okay. Will you guys write in and let me know if this is the right decision? Because <laughs> I feel kind of shitty about it. Although I talk smack all the time. Yeah. It's like, I don't want people to hear it. Also, this is our art. Yeah. My art is <laughs> being me. Exploiting men <laughs> for <laughs> stories. <laughs> I'll apologize on Yom Kippur. Yeah. That's, what it's, for my that's what it's for. Spread some breadcrumbs. Yeah. And that was my weekend. Hello, sluts. And welcome to Sex, 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 sex News. Have you ever had a sex dream? 
Oh, I have this one. <laughs> <laughs> I have, yeah. Well, you probably did more research about it. Well, we'll see. It's literally my in. first one. <laughs> All I have about this really... Well, tell me about your sex dream. Most recent or a memorable one. Well, they had erotic elements to them, and they weren't like straight on, we're fucking. And I think that most of my sex dreams are just like, the person who I want to fuck is in it and mm. we're like teasing each other, but like not physically really. Have you ever had a sex dream about like someone that you didn't want to have sex with? Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I do not. I've had some sex dreams where I've watched two people that neither of whom I want to have sex with have sex. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can you say who they were? They were like kids from my high school. I remember this was my sophomore year of high school and I, had a sex dream about these two random ass people and then I came into school and I was like oh I've seen you naked <laughs> <laughs> do you think it was an accurate depiction I think so yeah. LOL. <laughs> wow that's so funny yeah when you have sex dreams do you get like horny do you wake up horny no yeah me neither no um, I don't I've never had dreams. like a classic yeah, like where you come in your yeah. sleep. Me neither. I think that definitely happens to some people, but it's also perhaps glorified by the media. Not yeah. glorified. Um, exaggerated. Exaggerated, yeah. Well, anyway, there was this paper published in Psychology and Sexuality Journal. It was uh, it was done by the University of Free Freiburg in Germany. They had 2,907 participants. Wait, I didn't write down the exact place because I couldn't pronounce it. <laughs> so I just said Germany. <laughs> um, and 18% of those polled had erotic dreams. Wow. What am I missing? Okay. <laughs> uh, did you say how many people they surveyed? Yeah, 2,907. Okay. Oh, yeah, between the age of 6 and 92. So young women um, have three times as many sex dreams as their grandmas did. Ooh. <laughs> 50 years ago. Um Right now, those women, a.k.a. us, we're more likely to remember them because we don't feel the shame that our grandmothers did about admitting having them. So this uh, could more just be about, like, reporting. Right. One in five dreams have erotic elements. Um, wow. And those elements are not in my notes. That's fine. Um Erotic dreams are defined as having sexually motivated activity that can involve flirting or kissing. So that's why I said that in my sex dream. Oh, the yeah. flirting, like someone who I have a crush on is there. Yeah. I almost never have sex dreams about people that I actually want to have sex with. I wish you were in therapy so you could talk about the dreams and see what they're... <laughs> I mean, I'm in therapy. I should do that. <laughs> uh, back to you, Ariel. Adults born prematurely are twice as likely to never have sex as study shows. Wow. Sky News reports. Is Sky News like the airplane news? Like you know that like magazine? It? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Skynews.com. <laughs> okay. This meta-analysis was conducted by researchers from the University of Warwick. That one mm -hmm. I could pronounce. Um, they found that those that were born before the 28-week mark were more than three times less likely to have sex, like, Shit. ever. Why? Partly because premature birth is associated with people who are more withdrawn and shy and can oh. be less likely to take risks in adolescence, which, you know, makes sense. Were you premature? No, I was not. Were you? Yeah, I didn't think you were, no. No. My grandma was premature. Mm. <laughs> Uh, they're 28% less likely to form a romantic relationship and 22% less likely to become parents Damn. following the same uh, hypothesis. Uh, one of the lead researchers says that preterm pre born children have been previously found to have poor social interactions in childhood that make it harder for them to master social transitions such as finding a partner, which in turn is proven to boost their well-being, which yeah. sucks. <laughs> But preemie adults who did have a romantic relationship or platonic relationship did not have diminished partnerships. Okay. So, so they still enjoyed their Yeah, I think it's about making that first step of finding the relationship. Right. Back to you, Marianne. Cool. Um, so there's a new sex toy called Zalo that tells you how many calories you're burning while you're masturbating. Oh, my God. It's like a Fitbit-style app that's used with the toy. They found that one minute of sex burns around 3.6 calories per minute. Oh. 
<laughs> so about 108 calories in 30 minutes. The Bluetooth technology allows it to be controlled by your phone, so y- your partner can control it from far away. Or maybe not that far away because it's Bluetooth. Um, and then there's al- it also has a happiness recorder, which records how loud users are when using it. That's so funny. Um, and at the end of the session, there's a index report on how intense the experience was overall. Um, first of all, I think that Lioness does this too. Yeah, I believe right? so. Um, but, you know, every market needs some competition. Also, my friend and I were talking yesterday about how um, she was saying that when she smokes cigarettes and jewels, she eats less, so she ends up losing weight. And I was like, "That I don't smoke, but like for me, that's sex, you know? Like either I'm having a lot of sex or I'm eating a lot. I was hitting my jewel as Mary was Yeah, you that. really were. Um, <laughs> <she's> <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mastered the O's today, so maybe I'll do it for you if you're nice. I don't care. She doesn't want to see <laughs> it. Um, interesting. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? The guy that I had sex with last night yeah. had a 120 jewel pods, a pack of 120 jewel pods. He got them like from, that oh wait, from that's the internet. Wait, that's great today. Yeah. Doctor? So many jewel what pods. What is he from the 1990s? <laughs> <laughs> wait, when did doctors find out that smoking was bad for you? Like the 60s or the, the 60s? 70s? Oh. No. Is this the 60s? I think they found out later than the 60s because people were still yeah, smoking them. So. I think maybe like 80s, 90s. 120. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy well i mean he, he's it's cost efficient right yeah <laughs> it's like i know a guy who bought i don't know like a 300 pack of condoms it just like seems a little excessive <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're just not cost efficient because you're a jappy batch yeah probably you're not you're like jappy in some ways yeah that's jewish american princess by not the way, japanese guys. yeah people used to think i would mean that and i'm like i'm not racist <laughs> Also, who says that? Yeah. I guess people did do say that, like racists do. I feel like it's it's like saying kike, which I can say because I'm a Jew. Yeah. Like, it's just kind of, okay, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a cool diss. Okay, just back to you. Just call me a dirty oh, Jew. Sorry. <laughs> that, that's a reference to uh, the fact that my parents always told me I need to be with a Jew because if I'm a Jew, will never call me a dirty Jew in a fight. <laughs> dirty fucking Jew. And Ariel calls me a dirty Jew all the time now. There was a week where it was going really yeah. strong. <laughs> I think it was when we were launching SMH. Yeah. yeah? yeah. And I was like in our in our about me section. I was like two dirty fucking Jews. <laughs> okay. Back to um, you. Yo, did you did you watch Black Mirror this season? Not the whole thing. But um, I watched the first episode. What was the first episode? The video game. Yeah, the video game. Okay. Um, So I'm just going to fucking spoil this for y'all. Well, it's not really a spoiler, but one of the Black episode, one of the Black Mirror (laughs) episodes was about this video game where you could, um, it was, what's it called? VR. Uh, Yeah, virtual reality. It was virtual reality and you could actually feel everything that was happening in it. So like if you hugged someone, you would feel the feeling or like make out, you feel the feeling. And I said, I was thinking that this would be great for people with disabilities yeah. to have, like, sex. Actually, there's this company, um, what's it called? Ripple, Ooh. that created a masturbation suit that offers sex experiences for people with limited mobility. Amazing. So let me tell you about it. Tell me about it. Okay. So Ripple focuses on multiple, multiple dimensions of tactile, visual, auditory, and olfactory stimuli to help people with disabilities to experience sexual pleasure without the embarrassment or discomfort i guess of i don't know i don't i think there's a whole range of discomforts and embarrassments so (laughs) the idea was born in taiwan um where people with disabilities family members usually take care of them uh and this can lead to embarrassment for the disabled who want to masturbate when it's their mm. par- their family is taking care of them like you know it's like awkward to navigate yeah. so ripple's mission is also just to raise awareness about the need for disabled people to have sex yeah. and masturbate well primarily masturbate but we forget about that because we're like oh you're paralyzed from the waist down like how are you going to do that so the design includes clothes with tactile stimuli it's like a tan sort of bodysuit thing um, a face mask, 
that has it includes like all that stimuli that I was talking Whoa. about and a remote control with a receiver. Um, and there's like this cushion thing over this suit and it stimulates the feeling of a hug. So mm. I don't know exactly how it works, um, but watch the Black Mirror episode and it's like kind of like that. Cool. <laughs> this actually um, in Amsterdam you know how it's like obviously super liberal or the Netherlands are a super li- liberal country. Yeah. So one of the services they provide is if you have social disability, I don't know about physical, probably physical too. The government will provide you with a sex worker. Oh yeah. You said this on an episode mm-hmm. once, but now we have better recording. Yeah. So <laughs> you can hear it better. That is amazing. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So amazing. Cause sex is really important. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And it's shown to people who don't have sex have, sadder lives yeah or not as fulfilling okay those were all the news items i oh wait just kidding i have one more so back to you miriam back to me miriam um all right so (laughs) x hamster the porn site uh, frequently will analyze data about their porn uh watchers and they found that of all the states in the united states people from ohio are most likely most likely to search america on the site so they're considered the most patriotic porn watchers. I would think it'd be Texas. I know. But it's Ohio. That's all. Is there a porn star with the name America? Okay, well, obviously <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> America Ferrera. Yeah. It's so weird that they do that. Was that a, a headline? Was it like Ohio News? It was just a release of like the ex-hamster data. That's cool. It was like Ohio's the most patriotic porn watcher. X Hamster is or is not under the Mind Geek slash Pornhub. I think so. It yeah. is. Okay, that makes sense. I don't. I still don't really know the differences between their different sites. Basically, free porn is Mind Geek. No, I mean under the Mind Geek umbrella. Oh, like what's the difference between Pornhub and like? I'm pretty sure they all have the same videos. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just like regional. Back to you, Ariel. <laughs> I was asking her to give it to me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, the APA, the American Psychology Association, is promoting open relationships. Oh. So the APA LGBT, interestingly, isn't called LGBTQ+, plus, just uh-huh. LGBT, activist right. agenda, created a task force to normalize consensual non-monogamous relationships, uh, which they call CNM for short. And it refers to polygamy, polyamory, open relationships, swinging relationship, anarchy. What does that mean? Like anti-government? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) And other types of ethical non-monogamous relationships. The task force peer-reviewed and historic consensual non-monogamous literature studies include research that was based on Alfred Kinsey. I've talked about him before. He's quote unquote the father of sexual revolution he founded the kinsey institute at iu which is how i got into human sexuality um and this is super controversial because his studies um on polyamory i think are are non-ethical but primarily because um his sex experiments on infants and his statistically and scientifically fraudulent data derived from serial child rapists, sex offenders, prisoners, prostitutes, Jesus. pedophiles, and pederasts. What, do you know what those are? No. Um, they were all, like, everything was kind of conflated. So basically, he just talked to all of these people, and he also conducted these studies, which were taped. And the ones on children and stuff are locked away um, in a safe at the Kinsey Institute. And it also includes videos of him and his co-workers like oh. having sex and stuff um so nobody has seen those and there's like actually a whole community out there they're just like <laughs> alfred kinsey must die <laughs> wow is he still alive uh, no, no no he's long yeah. long dead <laughs> he died i think like hanging himself oh not hang- it was um autoerotic asphyxiation yes and like jerking himself off wow Anyway, so the co-chair of CNM said, I'm concerned about the lack of support this community is receiving. Too many clients who are in CNM relationships have to educate their therapists. Too many of them discontinue therapy Mm -hmm. because their therapist judged them, didn't know about CNM to be helpful, enough about CNM to be helpful, or worse, they make uh, actively 
stigmatizing comments. It's time to examine our biases and take a non-judgmental posture towards clients engaged in consensual non-monogamy. And I agree. Fuck those therapists. Yeah. But I guess they also just don't know. Yeah, they're they're of the times and not a lot of them, but there is the whole... Um, well, psychoanalysts like my mom who believe in Freud and he would not, he doesn't believe in non-monogamy. Yeah. Um, and that's a hard thing to overcome. All right. Back to you, Miriam. And this is my last one. That work out um, well. So according to the Tenga self-pleasure report, which we talked about mm-hmm. on the masturbation episode, um, Taiwan is the number one Asian country for masturbation. There were, so 80% of Taiwanese people who were surveyed, surveyed in this report um, said that they pleasured themselves and they preferred to masturbate to movie stars and celebrities. I wonder which ones. Yeah, that wasn't detailed in the report, unfortunately. But I think we could probably We could probably guess. guess. <laughs> 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 That's it. What was the last thing you searched for on porn? <sighs> probably like... BDSM submissive slave <laughs> tease. <laughs> pussy. Pussy. Like Probably for pus- pussy, pussy tease. <laughs> <laughs> is the whole video just pussy teasing or it's like incorporated? Other thing, yeah. Or it maybe it was BDSM submissive slave spank. Those are my two favorites. Cool. What about you? I'm trying to think. Um, it was probably cuckolding. Wow. I'm so into it right now. Damn. Yeah. You are... A dominatrix. <laughs> That's my, what I like to see in porn. Yeah. Um, and I think I want to, I would rather be, no, I'm not. Uh, okay. I like watching it when they're submissive, but if I were to cuck someone, I'd want it, them to be more dominant. Like they're the puppeteer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rather than the other way around. We should do an episode on cucking. Yeah. I think you should try doming. Maybe with like at some point in your life, with someone you feel really comfortable around, yeah. but I think it's like so empowering and amazing, and I think you'd really like it. I'm open to it. Yeah. yeah. Sex, 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 What's our topic today, Ariel? Sugar baby. We're just going to put sugar babies. Yeah. In, in I think we should do like a sex work focused episode too. Yeah. I mean, there, there's just so much to talk about within all of these things. We're going to go, we're going to come back to yeah. these topics. Topics. Yeah. So what is a sugar, a sugar baby? baby? Oh, you know what? I actually took a screenshot of it. Um, oh. And now my phone's not accessible. So I'm going to Google it so I don't butcher it. Sugar. <laughs> you don't, you can't. Just what? <laughs> Why? You don't have an answer? <laughs> well, I want to say You're the... Like, here, let me Google it I want to say the, <laughs> the Wikipedia definition. Okay. Let's. A sugar baby is a person who is in a specific type of mutually beneficial relationship for the expressed purpose of achieving economic security. Mm. I thought that was just very important to yeah. say it like that. Right. It's for the express purpose of getting money. And yeah. whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Okay, what else do you want to know? <laughs> Is that it? Pretty much, yeah, that's Thanks it. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> no, we get, we get a lot of questions about sugar babies, mm-hmm. and I think especially when I said that I had one, the thing is mine happened very accidentally. Your sugar daddy. My sugar daddy, sorry, me being the sugar baby. Very non-traditional. This guy messages me. He was like, you're like Ariel the Mermaid. I want to spoil you. spoil you. I say prove it. I give him my PayPal. He sends me money. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, he asked if I wanted to meet up and I said, no, that was it. But that's not a traditional relationship. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to bring to the table today is a lot of tips that I've gotten from um, people who have experienced in sex work, camming and getting their name out there to attract these people who are going to be paying them. Right. Um, And so, Miriam, you said you you read an article today about it and you wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about... um, what is it that you texted me that you wanted to... Oh, that sex work is work. Ba- sugar daddies. Sugar yeah. Daddies. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. This article <laughs> I read basically said... So that SeekingArrangements.com, this 
probably the most common place that people find sugar daddy sugar babies. Mm -hmm. And so they have a part of their site called Sugar Baby University. Um, And they basically position it as like, oh, you're in college. Go to college for free by being a sugar baby. And they make it seem like a really glamorous lifestyle. They make it seem like you're not really putting in work. And the sugar daddies are like, oh, these girls, they just want to go to college. They just want to get an education. And the thing is that these girls aren't going to college for free if they're being sugar babies. They're working for money and they're using the money that they work for to go pay pay for college. Mm -hmm. So that sort of way of describing it is really toxic, obviously, because it devalues the work that these girls are putting in. Um, but in this article, they were talking about how a lot of people who do are, are involved in the sugar baby, sugar daddy lifestyle don't like to think about it as sex work, especially the sugar daddies. Mm-hmm. They don't like a lot of them will sp- when they're looking for sugar babies, they say we don't want any professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, they want it to feel as authentic as possible. Yeah. You want it to be just like some girl who needs your money mm-hmm. um, and your money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it's really interesting it's like super common in colleges the the sugar daddy sugar baby university they have like a part of their website where they show which colleges have the most sugar babies working there um it's it tends to be like a young woman with an older man but there are different gender Mm -hmm. combos um yeah i just thought it was interesting to talk about the fact that it is work in the end i mean you I feel like the guy that you're talking to it kind of sounds like you don't do shit and he just sends you money. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that that it's over because I have said that I'm seeing someone. Right. And yeah, I feel like um these men want to feel like it's a relationship. Yeah. And that money is just they don't want it like they pay you kind of discreetly. They don't, you know, take out the cash at the end of the night. They're like, "Oh, I left it on the table or something to mm-hmm. m- just make it feel less transactional." Yeah. I think what I've what I've read and seen is that at the end of the thing, they, like, hand them an envelope or whatever. Yeah. It's like, okay, this transa- this transaction is over. Right. Um, I think there are some, the one that I had, he liked to give me money without me having to do anything because he, he likes the idea that I'm getting so wet and horny from random money. Yeah. And it is exciting. Yeah. But I don't think that I am doing what he is fantasizing about right you're not like masturbating to the money that he gave you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, are you i'm not not. i feel like he usually sends me money when i'm sad about something it's like not on purpose but i'm like oh this boy and then ding ding (laughs) (laughs) didn't you sell your underwear to someone i did one time and that was also through tinder i was just like baiting people it made it seem like I was very out there sexually. Um, and then I asked them if they wanted it. And just one guy clung to it. And he didn't ask for more. But he said that it was worth every penny. So wow. any boys listening to this, DM me. My Instagram handle is <laughs> Horgasmic. <laughs> no one's going to DM me. Use our code. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some tips? Ah, okay. On how to be a chicka baby. Well, Okay, I got a lot. Okay, all right. Um, Hit us. I'm gonna try and go through all them. So these are from a variety of people, and they did repeat some things. So I think if you're trying to get into sex work, this is camming, um, selling things, or being a sugar baby. Um, the things that I repeat are probably ones that you should write down. Um, but I think these were all pretty good. So this is from one person. Periscope. Haven't worn that. Haven't heard that word in a while. This person says that you don't have to be nude. Just live stream yourself and talk to people. Um, Then ask them to add you on Snapchat. Give them your cash app, PayPal. Build your clientele. Mm. So the number one thing that everyone really talks about is marketing. That's Mm. it. You got to find, you got to put yourself out there so you attract the people to buy your shit. Um, Keep a separate Insta and Twitter to keep it on the DL, someone else says. Uh, Now, this is from a seasoned sex worker. She describes herself. Expect and be ready to compensate sex workers for advice if you ask them. Their time and words is just as much as a product as anything else they put out there. So this woman um, was like, she said that and she goes, but of course, I'm going to tell you for (laughs) free. And also, she said that I was allowed to spread this information. So if there is someone you see that like you admire, you can reach out to them. But as she said, expect to pay, offer to pay. Um, and they'll help you. Okay. Uh, so she says, 
that the cost on rates are very subjective and varies from person to person. Look at a few successful profiles for their tiers and price scale and then adjust from there. Make sure you don't undercut yourself just because you're just starting art, just starting out, because it will make it harder to raise your rates. If someone asks you why they have to pay so much, remember that you're putting in time, energy, personal grooming, and so much set up into the little bit they're seeing, which, you know, makes sense because a lot of girls think, oh, I could be a sugar baddie, I could do camming, but there is a lot of work that goes into it, like Miriam said. Um, the key to getting work is to building a network and advertising yourself. Set up a private Snapchat or go to sites like talktome.com for phone sex slash sexting. Huh. Miriam, would you do that? Maybe. I feel like we should do that one day just yeah. for fun. Yeah. We could like film ourselves doing yeah. it. <laughs> for the Patreon. I'm down. <laughs> uh, make an Instagram exclusively for saucy tease pics that you can use to direct people to your private Snapchat for uncensored content. Freshy juice on Insta is a good example, she says. So the Freshy f- juice. Yeah. The photo that she sent me as an example was of her like uh, basically in lingerie posing sexy. Her head's not in it. And then over her tits, she put big dollar signs. Uh-huh. Um, okay, bitch. This comes from the person that describes herself as the creator of premium Snapchat. She's told me that she has met uh, Abella Danger or Abella, but that she's... A horrible person however i've never met any of these people in real life so you can't take what they're saying at face value <laughs> but i'm gonna share the advice yeah. for camming that she said she says if you're insecure sensitive uncomfortable with your body the last thing you want to do is show it off for money find peace with yourself love yourself take care of yourself educate yourself on sex work and no watching hot girls wanted does not count <laughs> have you seen that i saw part of it yeah it does not count <laughs> uh but you should watch it Build a strong and healthy relationship with your sexuality and find what empowers you. Do not do things you wouldn't do in your own sex life, no matter how much money is offered. Uh, and if you have a general bad opinion of men, don't do it. They're your main clientele. I thought that was really good advice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Because also a lot of girls are like, this person's offering the money. I've never thought about it. I don't want people to find out, like, should I do it? If it's not something that you wanted to do, don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now this, ways to make money. this comes from a former cam girl, current sugar baby and Snapchatter. She says, lots of sex workers have a lot of different tactics for how they get that coin. Mm-hmm. As long as you're doing things safely, fuck yes, you're killing it. Now for Snapchat. I first got into it by weeding out my normal Snapchat friends list. I removed anyone who was family, potential narc, etc. I started posting stories here and there with my face cropped out, but a hot photo with a caption about hit me up for money or something vague. From there, I'd make packages of nudes for $30 plus on by a case-by-case basis. If you want to do premium Snapchat, marketing is important. I put my handle in the bio of dating apps so that the losers and creeps can try to hit me up on there mm-hmm. and immediately get told to get me that coin. <laughs> <laughs> With camming, I googled a bunch about it to find reputable online private chat rooms. And the last note, market unseeking arrangement. So lots (laughs) of men with money there who already want to pay for company attention slash looking at bodies. Yeah, it is like the perfect place to find those people because they're all right there. Yeah. And you can take them off of the app. Um, all right. Explicit. This comes from someone else. Explicitly lay out boundaries about what, what you're willing to do from the jump. Also, don't think it's some quick cash. This shit is hard work, especially mm. if you're trying to make serious money. These daddies don't play, and that's facts, baby. <laughs> don't give any specifics of who you really are or where you are because people, creeps exist. Yeah. Be smart and remember they're paying you, and if they ain't paying baby, they're stealing, and that's also the facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people always say, like, get the money first before yeah. you send anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or split it. I yeah. heard this from Call Her Daddy. I at least do like if you were charging forty dollars, tell them to do twenty first. Yeah, and I feel like that would work. But I feel like whenever you're buying anything, you give the money first and then you get the thing. So, but it's scary on the opposite end. Like, what if they're s- scamming me, camming me? Yeah. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple more. Um, this takes this talks more specifically about the exact rate. So this person says, "I've been offline for a while, but I would charge pretty mid rate to the pack from what I could tell." The more clout slash client relationship you have, the more you can charge. I would charge 60 tokens a minute or a private show. One token equals five cents to her. Oh. So $3 a minute. Maybe she oh. meant 50 cents. 
No, I don't know the math. Three dollars a minute is like one eighty. No. Yeah. Okay, you guys can do the math <laughs> yourself. Um, and then the others can pay less per minute to spy on that show. This yeah, is obviously about camming. Otherwise, when I'm hanging out in public, I would charge between 25 to 200 tokens per flash spank, etc. And every 50 to 100 in the, in the collective pool, I would reward my audience somehow, like strip an item or play with a toy. Mm. I also highly suggest trading panties, Snapchat nudes for an Amazon gift card because they aren't tax revenue. But you have to go on the DL about it because the sites hate when you skip over their $50 cut and get paid other ways. Email is also a really good way to maintain client contact, set up deals, and other ways to get paid. Good lighting and HD streaming connection is a must. Hustle the first week hard because the cam site will usually promote you extra your first week. Watch people on cam who you want to emulate and set prices beforehand. I like using Chatterbait because they have high traffic so the cut they take doesn't feel as huge. And you can geographically block states and countries. Know that everyone using tip reactive vibrators are faking it. Those vibes are made for concerts, not computer dings. And <laughs> never hesitate to block a user that makes you feel insecure or compromised. Um, here's another. This is the last one. Keep your screen area minimal. No one likes clutter. And get a P.O. box address and alter the way you accept payments. I keep myself anonymous so it's different for me. Having an arsenal of toys really helps and keep your boundaries firm and honestly take all precautions because some people will try to stalk you and it can get sketch. Snapchat and WhatsApp and video chatting are the best starts to stay or the best sites to start on. <sighs> okay, I need to take a break. Yeah, now. that was a lot of words. I think that that was all helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think kind of the theme is like don't do what you don't want to do. Price yourself for what you're worth. Um, and just be careful and be smart. Yeah, and anonymity and a variety of different social media platforms is yeah. best. And dating apps. Yeah. Cool. Word. Oh, I guess we're done. That's it. Follow us on oh, Instagram. It's been an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at smhpod. Email us the smhpod at gmail.com. Give us five stars. Give us a review. Tell your friends to listen. Oh, wait. Should we read a listener review? Oh, yeah. We had a good review. Uh, Let's read that shit. You know, if you Google seven minutes in heaven, it's the first result. Seven yeah. minutes in heaven podcast. I saw that. Which is cool because there are a lot of seven minutes in heavens out there. But only ours is this one. Okay. This one comes from Love It All Heart. Funny, informative, and relatable. I love listening to this podcast every week. It's hilarious, super informative, and very relatable in many aspects. I love that the viewpoint is feminist forward and real. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. We love you too. Yeah. Is that it? Should I do more? No. No, it's fine. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.